Psalm 30, and I want to read from verse 4, amen, to verse 6, amen. It says, sing praise to the Lord, you his godly one. Give thanks to his name. For his anger. For his anger. Is but for a moment. His favor. Is for a lifetime. Weeping. May endure for a night. But tell your neighbor, joy, joy comes in the morning. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, your neighbor, this too shall pass. Amen. Amen. That's what I want to talk about this morning. This too, this too shall pass. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy, come on and help me somebody, joy comes in the morning. Amen. Amen. We're waiting for that day. Amen. Where we can have fellowship again in God's house. Amen. And have joy again. Seems to me that this disruption in our lives was necessary. God does not make mistakes. Amen. It's been four weeks since we've been together in God's house to worship corporately. The debt toll is rising. Lives are being affected. Panic attacks are more frequent. The reality of where we are now has set in. Domestic violence is on the rise and the list goes on. Some of you may have lost loved ones to this virus. I've been encouraging you to live by biblical principles, amen, rather than by worldly principles. Today, I have a word from the Lord for you, and that word is, this too shall pass. Turn to somebody next to you, it's right where you are, in your living rooms, wherever you are, and just tell your neighbor, this too shall pass. Many of you may have asked the question, how long, God? Amen. But my answer to you is, this too shall pass. This particular passage of Scripture, it's a thanksgiving for deliverance from death. It's a very interesting passage. 
I've heard this passage preached. I've heard it in several different places and in different contexts, but upon careful investigation of the background, I realized that, and I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, you know, because I was going somewhere else today, and I said, Lord, now, why am I here? Why am I at this familiar passage? And one of the things that the Holy Spirit shared with me is because of the background to this passage. This passage is written by David. Amen. It's a title song that's used for the dedication of the site where David would build the temple. But it was also at this same site where David was moved by his pride to number the people. David's writing from an inner remorse, a remorseful place. He was sorry he had slipped up. He had messed up. And what he was remorseful for was the pride, watch this, of having numbered the people and then causing a plague that killed 70,000 people in one day. Oh, I wish I had somebody tell your neighbor this too should pass. David is experiencing the grief of losing some of his closest friends and relatives because pride has put him in a place where the plague of God, oh, I wish I had somebody. Some say that this pandemic in 2020 started in a lab. It started in a Wuhan marketplace But I got a sneaky suspicion that the God we serve, come on and help me somebody, he knows all about what's going on. And I'm not troubled or moved by any of it because I realize something that God has been angry with mankind for a long time. Do I have anybody? And whereas we may not think that God is angry, saints, the psalmist realizes something that even in his error, he finds out that God must punish us for the wrong we do. I wish I had somebody. There's not a child who has never been disciplined. No matter how much you love your child, come on and help me. David is thanking God, though. The psalmist is thanking God for sparing his life, even though he caused the pandemic. I don't know who caused COVID-19, but I want to tell you I'm not blaming anybody because I'm grateful to be alive. Hallelujah. And doing the will of God because God can deliver us. And I believe one day we'll have our deliverance song. 
One day, amen, we can learn from this that, watch this, that, that, that even though weeping is around right now, that, that one day we will rejoice again. Are you with me? The text, the text, the text says, the text says in verse 2, he says, Oh, Lord, I cried to you for help. Now, 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 David got infected by the plague, but it didn't take his life. You see, the text says that he cried to God for help, and he says, you healed me. Somebody here, I want to tell you he's a healer. You may not have gotten COVID, but he's a healer. Are you with me? And, and watch this. It's interesting to me how the people who have the underlining issues are the ones who are being affected, underlining health issues that are being affected by this pandemic. But David know all too well about pandemics. I thank God that he saw it with his own eyes. And I asked the question to myself, have we yet repented? Come on, somebody, as a people. Have we yet turned to God and say, God, we're sorry for the sins that we have committed? Before this pandemic, Lord, we were just going about our lives, just doing our lives just any kind of way. We were treating your house just any kind of way. We were treating your man just any kind of way. We were giving like just any kind of way. We were supporting just any kind of way. But, Lord, have we re- has this pandemic caused us to feel any? type of remorse. See, I'm looking through the lens of Scripture, and I'm trying to figure out, Lord, what are you up to? But he says to me from his word, you can cry to me for help, and I will heal you. The text says, he says, David says, and you healed me. Verse 3 says, oh, Lord, you brought my soul up from Sheol. In other words, David was on life support. Come on, somebody. He was hanging on to the thread of his life. And he says, you kept me alive that I would not go down to the pit. As believers, our response has to be different. Our faith is on display. People are watching us. Everything that you have believed and everything that you have prayed about and everything that you have said out your mouth about God is being tested in a time like this. David cried out to God. He said, Lord, you did not let my life go down to the pit. This psalm gives us information, but it also gives us encouragement about how God can deliver in the midst of a pandemic. Because I know that this too shall pass. Because he's brought us through many other things. Somebody know what I'm talking about. He's brought you from a mighty, mighty long way. When you think back over your life and where the Lord has brought you from, you have a deliverance song. I hope you're working on your deliverance song. You might as well get a pad and a piece of paper and start working on your deliverance song. 70,000 people died because of one man's pride. And I'm wondering to myself, 
Over 1.9 million people have been infected by this plague. Have we yet repented? Do I have anybody? The text, the text is interesting. And so the question is, how do I know that this will pass? The text says in verse, <laughs> verse 4, he says, Sing praises to the Lord who you, (laughs) I'm going to say it one more time. See, he says, sing praises to the Lord, you his godly ones. You see, you see, David went from talking about death to praise. David talked about the fact that his life, he had almost went to the pit. But God delivered him. And I believe that we're going to sing our deliverance song, saints, but I think we need to start singing it right now. We ought to start singing our deliverance song, but here's what I want to encourage somebody with today. First thing you got to do is this. How do I know this too shall pass? Here's how you make it through this. Number one, Don't stop praising God. Some of us, we're complaining and we're not praising. Our praise went from 10 to 2. Amen. We need a choir. We need need an ensemble. We We need something. No, you don't need all that. Listen, you ought to start praising them right where you are right now. Just praise him right now that that the wave of death has passed over you. That that God is still keeping you. You got your stimulus check. Come on, somebody. You thought you couldn't pay your rent or your car note. But guess what? God still looked out for you and you got some more coming. You might as well just praise him right now. Listen, this too shall pass if you start praising him. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for what we're going through. Thank you that I don't see a way out, but I'm praising you in spite of. It may not make no sense right now, but don't allow the pandemic to take your praise. David is calling the people to praise Because watch this. Here's what David knew. Watch what he says. He says, praise God, you godly ones. Is that that right? He says, and give thanks to his what? Saints, you have to treat God's name as holy. Listen, I was watching a movie yesterday, and every five words is a cuss word and then Jesus. And then OMG, and then Jesus, and then OMG, and then Jesus. What sin have we committed? We have defiled God's name. Amen. He says, sing praises. Don't stop praising him, saints. Don't stop lifting your hands. Don't stop telling him thank you. Don't stop praising him. But the next thing is, don't stop thanking God. Don't stop what? Thanking God. David is writing and he says to his people, he says, listen, y'all, we've been, I've been delivered. This is what I love about David, man. David is a man who's messed up, but God knows how to bring David. David, 
understood who God is. He's a merciful God. But saints, when was the last time? Okay, all right, let me guess. I do it every day. When was the last time you really start thanking him? Some of us are waiting for Thanksgiving. You may not live that long. Amen. The reality of this plague, amen, is that we don't know who's asymptomatic. Come on, help me. See my eye? Amen. We don't know. But here's what we do know. Amen. That we can praise him right where we are. But don't stop giving him thanks. Thank him. You, his godly one. Listen, how can I give thanks when people are dying all around me? Come on, somebody. When my job just laid me off. Amen. When things look like it's falling apart, that's the best time to thank them. Thank you, God. Thank you. No matter what it is. Listen, David's pride caused the circumstance. And we may say we're innocent, but before this, How innocent were you? So start thanking him. This too shall pass. It shall pass if you focus on praising and if you focus on giving thanks. Watch this. Watch the text. Watch verse 5. Watch verse 5. Verse 5. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm moving back. Moving. Verse 5. Watch verse 5. He says, for his anger. Hold on a minute. How did David go from praise and thanks? He recognized something that nobody wanted to talk about. God is angry. Nobody wanted to talk about it. Everybody wanted to talk about it. God is good. He really is. And he's really good. And he's going to get us through this. And he's always going to be good. No, God is angry. But I love something about God's anger. You may stay mad at me forever. But you're not God. Amen. And and watch this. Watch what he says. He says, for his anger is but for a moment. That word means an instant. Here's the reality check. God gets angry. His anger, though, is righteous anger. So while some are dying, and you're like, why do we have to die this way? His anger is still righteous. You know why? Because when we look at ourselves and we ask the question, watch this now. Do we deserve it? (laughs) The answer is a resounding yes. Look what he said. He says, his anger is but for a moment. So the next thing you need to know, amen, don't stop praising, don't stop thanking, but don't forget God's anger is temporary. Whereas you may stay mad at God for taking your loved one, which there wasn't yours to give, take in the first place or even keep in the first place. Amen. Because God created them, and whoever God created, he can choose to bring home if he likes, because that's his prerogative. But I got a sneaky suspicion in my sanctified imagination that God's anger 
is what brought about some of what we're dealing with right now. It has to be. Because why would he shut down the churches? Why was the church affected in a time like this? How's your faith with God? How's your faith in God? Let me, let, come here, come, come a little closer. Come a little closer. Come on in here. What was your praise life like? What was your thank, what was your tata? Thank you. What was your thank you life like before this? And, and listen, some of us, we, we fool ourselves into thinking, oh yeah, I, I, was, I was faithful. You weren't faithful. You were faithful to your job, maybe. Amen. Tell your neighbor, pastor's back. <laughs> Amen. I tried to do the little TV script thing, but I can't do it. Amen. <laughs> I can't do it, y'all. <laughs> Watch this. How faithful were you? You're doing this and you're doing that even now, and God says, where's your faithfulness now? His anger, and he gets angry, is but for a moment. So remember this. His anger is temporary. That's the beauty of grace. And that's the beauty of God being angry and not you. Watch the text. Watch the text. Listen, 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 listen. 2 Corinthians 4.17 says this, momentary, for momentary light affliction is producing in us an eternal weight of glory far beyond our comprehension. So in other words, the Bible says all discipline for a moment may seem like it hurt, but it's for our good. And what God is really doing He's not just disciplining the word, the world. He's disciplining his children. And he's saying to children, to us, get faithful. Be thankful. Stop playing both sides to the middle. In other words, serve me with gladness. Come before me with thanksgiving. Know that the Lord, he is God. He's the one that made us. And it's not we ourselves. Here's another thing God's trying to get you to understand. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding because you do not want to be, watch this, it is a bad thing to be in the hands of an angry God. But he is, according to David, only angry. For a moment. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. I do not want to be on the receiving end of an angry God. And Lord, we are sorry for what we have done. Whatever part we have played in this pandemic, we apologize. We repent and we turn back to you, Lord. Amen. Now watch this. Watch the text. Amen. So if the pandemic, ooh, catch this. 
Let, let me show you a contrast, right? So the 70,000 that died in that plague with David was a visible manifestation of God's anger. Watch this. So could it be that this pandemic is a visual of his anger now? But not our God. No. Our God loves you and wants you to have a wonderful plan. He has a wonderful plan for your life. He loves you. He is good. He's going to bless you with that house. Just lay your hand on it. That's yours. He just wants you to be happy. Tell your neighbor I'm back. Tell your neighbor pastor's back. Watch this. Watch this. Could it be it's a visible manifestation if he took out 70,000? For David's pride. What do you think he's doing now? Oh, I'm so sorry. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Some may ask, well, what have we done? Do I need to explain that? Three letter word, and it ain't sex. S-I-N. Sin. And I know you're probably feeling uncomfortable right now in your chair. Like, man, I came for an encouraging word. I'm in trying to encourage you. Praise him. Thank him. But let's get down to the source of the problem. Watch this. I don't know about you, but I've been trying to figure this out until I came to the word. And I'm saying, oh, I got it. Lord, I'm sorry. The woman at the well. I always go back to the woman at the well. The reason I go back to the woman at the well because she was a round-the-way girl, right? She had about five, six, seven, eight, nine, twelve husbands. Which one hers? She round-the-way girl. Watch this. Check this out. Before she could get that living water, you know what Jesus did? Jesus dealt with her sin problem, which nobody want to talk about. We want to preach all this stuff, but we don't want to talk about the sin issues that has prevented us, or pre that's preventing us, watch this, from having a real relationship with Jesus. And so maybe you're sitting by doubting. Come on, somebody. Maybe you're sitting by not believing anymore. Maybe you're just throwing the towel. Maybe you're just going about your life. You haven't prayed. You haven't read. You haven't worshipped. You, you haven't given. You haven't done none of that because you just don't time out right now, you and God. You don't get to do that because he, he's faithful. He wakes you up. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Look at the text. His anger is but for a moment. But look what he says next. Now we get to the good part, after the anger. <laughs> he says for, watch this now. Let, let me say this. This period of discomfort 
is necessary for the church. It's a period of discomfort, saints. Not much you, but I, I'm tired of this. <laughs> so I'm searching for the solution right here. You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, God, I got it. This period of discomfort is necessary because watch what he says. He says, weeping. Hey. Weeping. May endure for a night. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Ah. He said before weeping. He says his favor is for a lifetime. So so I'm 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 saying this. Here's what's easy to forget in the midst of weeping. And in the midst of God's anger. It's easy to forget his favor. But I want you to know something. Don't forget you have lifetime. Lifetime. Favor. See, see how hard it was to get here. <laughs> Just getting here was tough, right? But, but look, I, let, let me let me get into the psalmist's mind for a minute. What was David thinking? David was going through. He said, "My life, you, I, I was, I was close to death. I was about to die." But, but then he fl flipped the switch and he says, "His favor." Don't get angry at God. His favor, that word favor, attributes to God extending his goodness to humanity. So even in this, we still see his grace. I thank God that I don't have favor just because I'm good. But God's favor will go for the rest of my life. Thank God for his favor. Here's, how, here's the kind of favor we have. We had favor when we woke up this morning. We had favor when this thing started, and yet, watch this, we still got food on our table. We got favor because some of us, we should have, <laughs> listen, you came in contact with some people, but God's favor shielded you. God's favor will never run out. Don't let anybody tell you just because he's angry, you don't have his favor. Because even in his anger, you have his favor because he lets you live. David said, I had to go through the pain of almost dying, but in that I felt his favor. God's favor doesn't have an expiration date. God's favor will follow you. Come on, somebody. If you stay faithful. If, watch this, watch this, watch this. Not only, not only when you stay faithful, but, but watch this, y'all. But when you continue to give him thanks, when you continue to praise him and glorify him and magnify him and say, oh, God, I thank you for what you're doing right now in my life. God, I love you for who you are. Lord, I know it's necessary that I go through what I'm going through. But, Lord, thank you so much for your favor. 
David says, watch this, his favor is for a lifetime while it may not look like it. Because his anger may overshadow his favor. Or because your anger may overshadow the favor. You'll never lose his favor. I thank God. Hmm. Come here, David. David said, here's, here's the favor I got. God spared my life. Watch this. Bless him. And I'll bless him all the days of my life. Why? Because I have his favor on my finances. I got the favor. Come on, somebody. In my family. I got his favor when I go in and when I come out. I told you that last week. That you have God's protection, but you got to use some wisdom. Do I have anybody? And I want to encourage somebody here today <laughs> to let you know that God will extend his favor beyond what you can imagine. I believe after this, you're going to continue to have his favor. But you've got to learn how to appreciate his favor right now in the midst of what you're going through. Don't miss God in the midst of this. You say, how could I see favor when it looks like everything is falling apart? I want to help somebody today to let you know that the God we serve never runs out of favor. Favor going in and favor coming out. Do I have anybody here today who can testify with me today that says I got God's favor in the midst of all of this? And listen, that favor ain't in that stimulus check. That favor is that the fact that you got your right mind. You can open your mouth and say hallelujah. You can say thank you, Lord, in the midst of what you're going through. Thank you, Jesus, that this too shall pass. He says... His favor, his favor, his favor is for a lifetime. That is what I call the product of a blessing. I wish I had somebody. The, the period of discomfort and then here comes the period of blessing. Favor will come as you go through this. But somebody here, I want to help you to know that God's favor has always been with you. You've been trying to, yeah, look for favor. And that word favor carries the idea of acceptance. It carries the idea of God delighting in us. Lord, I pray that your favor will follow us all the days of our lives. And, and can I help you? Can, 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 I, can I help you with something? I ain't going to go there today, but, but I just want to put, put this right here as a note. Put it in there. Put it in your file, put it in your note, put it somewhere, or tag it somewhere so you remember this because verse 6 talks about how he allowed favor to change him. You see, favor can change you after you've been delivered. 
Because verse 6 says, he says, now as for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall not be moved. You see, here's the thing. You can put the wrong emphasis on the wrong thing just because you got the favor of God. And just because you got the favor of God, amen, don't think, amen, that God can't put a pause on it just for a moment to get your attention now. So don't allow favor to change you. Allow favor to cause you to appreciate what God is doing in your life. He says his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may last for a night, but shouts of joy will come in the morning. Can I help somebody with something? We will have our freedom back again. We will worship together again. We will learn from this pandemic. When our lives go back to normal, the question is, will you remember the period of discomfort? So as I close today, I want to tell you, don't forget that his favor is for a lifetime. But my last point is, don't forget that this too shall pass. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm going to continue to give him praise and glory. I'm going to continue to thank him for all that he's done. And even if death shows up at my doorstep, I'm going to say, death, where is your sting? Because all I'm going to really experience is the shadow of death. Psalm 23 says, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for the Lord is with me. I thank God that he says that he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I thank God that I'm encouraged to know that this too shall pass. This too shall pass. You may be crying right now. You may be troubled right now. You may be perplexed right now. You may be in a place where you just want to give up right now. I want to encourage you to open your mouth and look at the person next to you and say, neighbor, neighbor, this too shall pass. But you got to praise them, neighbor. You got to give them thanks. You got to remember that God's anger is only temporary. Thank God that it's righteous anger. Thank God that I got more favor than I do his pain. Thank God that I understand that I got to give weeping a one-night stand. You got to stop 
focusing so much on your pain and start praising him because it's only going to last one night. Give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. You see, we can rely, we can't rely on how we feel. See, our feelings, thoughts, and emotions go up and down. And if you go to a scary movie, for instance, you, 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 you can know that the monster is not real and still feel afraid. I'm trying to help somebody. You go to a scary movie, watch this, you know the monster's not real, but in your mind they have convinced you that the monster is real. I'm trying to help somebody. You, listen, you, you can sit there and be, be scared and, and afraid because the movie makers have manipulated your mind so that you begin to feel a reality that's not truly there. You know it's not real, but you feel it's real, and therefore you're scared. Feelings are not intellect. All they can do, all, all they can do is react. Having faith is not based on how you feel. My faith tells me that weeping may endure for a night. <laughs> But joy is coming that we will once again worship him together. That we may, we may once again praise him together. That we may once again come together as a people to praise our God. Remember. Remember this. Remember this. This too shall pass. Hallelujah to his holy name. Hallelujah. Glory to his holy name. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. That your anger is but for a moment. I always look at the level of the attacks because the level of the attacks suggests the effectiveness